Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning, everyone. I'm excited to have on today's show Alex Membrillo, CEO of Cardinal Web Solutions, and Allison Reinhardt, CEO of ALR Marketing Solutions. And we're going to talk a little bit about marketing today and hear what they have to say about emerging trends in, in marketing and social media. So, Alex, I'm going to start the show by just asking you, what are the, the things that you think are most important for CEOs to know about um, social media marketing in, in today's uh, business environment? Yeah, so there's a couple of things going on in digital marketing right now. And it kind of depends if you're B2C or B2B on what's going to be most important to you coming into 2016. If you're B2C and you run a local shop, let's say you're a plumber, doctor, lawyer, whatever it may be here in town, quality and quantity of reviews are going to be most important to your business. So making sure that your customers are going online and saying really positive things about you is going to be paramount here coming into the next year. Google is using that as part of their algorithm in a big way. So if you want to show up at the top of Google, people have to be saying really nice things about you, both on your local Google page and Kudzu, Yelp, City Search, all of those nice review spots. So reviews are going to be big. If you're B2B, and this also somewhat applies to B2C, it's going to be content promotion. So lots of people are generating content, this being one of the different forms of content that can be generated. But it's not only generating the content, right? It's not just us sitting here talking on the radio. It's how do we get more listeners? How do we get more people to pay attention to this? And that's a big part of what marketers need to pay attention to coming into next year. And content marketing has been a big buzzword for the last few years somewhat rivaling SEO's popularity, but what people haven't realized is that there's a second step and they call it content marketing for a reason. It's not just called content creation. So the content marketing, what you do after the fact of creating that content is really important. Some different methods of promoting content include social media and going on to LinkedIn and publishing articles and presenting yourself as a thought leader as well as using Outbrain and different commercial uh, content promotion services. There's also other things like paid search, right? And so you can take out ads for different things like Atlanta Business Radio and then drive them to one of the uh, excerpts from one of the talks that you've had. And so people can use paid search to drive traffic to the content they're promoting as well as using content promotion and social media avenues. So it's not just creating the stuff, it's marketing the stuff. So when you talk about marketing the stuff and, and I think what, from what I'm seeing, there's also a difference between actually having, um, folks who may look at an article, right? Versus folks who really begin to adopt and follow you and you begin to develop a relationship through the content. So we're in the B2B, B2B case right now. What, what are your thoughts on how to get true adoption folks to not just look at the first article or come mm -hmm. to the first piece of content that you publish, oh. but to, to really begin to follow you. Yeah, it's quite simple. It needs to be really good. That first thing they read needs to be really good or hear or see whatever it may be. It needs to be really catered to them. And so casting a wide net and just saying, Hey, I'm going to promote this content to anybody and everybody doesn't really make sense. I really advise going with niche uh, with a niche or a specific vertical you want to uh, target and for us, um, it's healthcare. Sorry, it's healthcare, right? And so we'll create content that's specifically geared towards healthcare and healthcare marketers. And so when they read that, 
they know we know their business really, really well. And so what's going to keep them coming back? It's knowing that we help them solve their problems. And so they'll subscribe to our email chains or they'll come back to our website or like our Facebook page so they get all of the updates. So there's really not a whole ton of secrets to it. It's just what you're putting out needs to be really great and then spread the word about it. And some somewhat people will spread the word for you as well if it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, people really need to start focusing on quality and, and stop just blasting content out there just for the sake of hitting numbers. Mm-hmm. And on the uh, B2C side, mm-hmm. are all of the different platforms that you mentioned, Yelp, um, you know, all the different Angie's list, whatever it is in the B2C yeah. world, are all those platforms equal? No, they aren't, just like our children. So <laughs> Google really is number one uh, for a number of reasons. One, when people are searching for your brand terms, let's say they um, Johnson Plumbing, they're going to see those Google reviews when they search for you on Google. So, you know, they may never go to Yelp, Kudzu, City Search, Angie's List. They may never go to those, but they're almost always going to go to Google. Okay. Um, so that would be number one because it helps your rankings on Google and people are already looking there. And I'm, I'm a little biased towards Google, obviously, but, um, Yelp is very important as well. Angie's List for contractors is very important. And then if you're a physician, there are certain specific niche review sites like Health Grades and ZocDoc and things like that that are specific. So you have to find the ones that are specific to your industry mm-hmm. as well. But uh, yeah, Google Google rules. And so in the healthcare world, do you got do you are are you mainly working with uh, physicians and physicians groups? Are you are you mainly working on the B two B side or B two C side? Yeah, so we're split at Cardinal between B two B and uh, and healthcare. And within healthcare, of course, there's a B two B side within healthcare, right, where you have the technology companies that support the hospital networks. Um, and so we have a few of those as clients as well. But primarily, what we're going after are the multi location hospital chains and physician groups. Uh, so. A 50 location urgent care is right up our alley, and we want to make sure each one of those locations is represented on Google and throughout the internet in general mm-hmm. to drive in more patients. So, so definitely, you said that uh, content marketing is the way to go, and you know we've known about that. And so, uh, as we as you think about somebody who uh, is thinking about what they need to prioritize in terms of content marketing for the remainder of the year or into 2016? How do they think about their priorities and kind of getting their their game plan together? Yeah, good question. So if you're a marketer, I would really go sit down with the executive group and go back to what is the strategy that your company is going to follow for the next year. It really all goes back to strategy. I think we get lost in the content calendars and the content promotion, and we forget what is the overall, um, what is the type of client we're trying to drive? What do they care? What are their pain points? And then developing content that specifically caters to them. So really understand that what the executive or what the company's guide and strategy is for 2016 and then create content that caters towards serving that and branding you in the right way don't mm-hmm. focus so much on you know hitting numbers and just creating the calendar and getting it out there it's really strategy go back to strategy and then you can have anybody create the content for you find specialists and if you're an in-house marketer really focus on the promotion aspect of the content not the generation necessarily yeah it's interesting because strategy is is one of my favorite words um and so how do you work with clients to make sure that their digital marketing does tie into their strategy? 
and, you know, if they have a business plan, how do you make sure that those, those two things really sync up? Yeah, great question. So um, we actually call ourselves a digital strategy agency. So when we onboard a client, the first thing we do is have kickoff discussions and meetings with them where we identify the market opportunities. What is this client's unique selling proposition? Where are the trends in the industry going? And then we create buyer personas. And so we cater content specifically to their multiple different target client demographics. And so everything starts with understanding the client's business first. And then we get into what tactics, what marketing tactics would be best used to achieve those goals the client has. So yeah. everything starts with understanding the client strategy. And what about you, Allison? Um, tell us a little bit about what you think, what the trends are that you think are really critical for CEOs to know about in your area of expertise. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely um, to go off of what Alex said, content is, uh, is definitely key. Um, in addition to that, it's just blending all the different styles of marketing. Um, I do a lot on digital PR in addition to marketing, and there's uh, so much now that ties into that. Um, where you're looking at your social media as well as, um, you know, a lot of your different marketing approaches and that multi-channel approach, um, kind of a holistic approach to marketing. Um, when you say multi-channel, what channels are you speaking about specifically? Multi-channel, I mean, you're basically looking kind of across the board. Where could you be reached and where your consumer is looking to reach you? So when you say multi-channel, you may be talking about paid media. You may be talking about earned media which would be, um, you know, media that uh, basically kind of your traditional PR where you're getting featured in things, um, articles about you, byline articles, um, you know, even speaking at events, different things like that. But really looking for that full approach of where are all the different touch points that people can reach you. You can't just be in one spot anymore. you got to be across the board. Great. And so making sure that you're visible in all those different channels you're saying is is the is the most important thing. Absolutely. And so when you think about, uh, you know, our our listeners are going to be CEOs of midsize companies. And so resources are not infinite, not that they're infinite in bigger companies either. How do you think about helping uh, those CEOs and their team prioritize where they should be seen and and how that how that rolls out because you can't do everything at once and you can't do, um, you know, you need to kind of think about where to prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, initially you have to look at where are your, where are your customers and you, you want to start with that. Um, and then, you know, if you're on a budget, then you want to look at, okay, what's the most cost effective solutions? How am I going to get the biggest return on my investment based on what I'm doing? Um, do I just need to, uh, basically be doing more of a grassroots approach or do we have a budget that we can allocate to certain things and then, you know, really figuring out, okay, where are we going to get the biggest bang for our buck? Mm -hmm. um, and how do, how do you, how do you help uh, the team think through those priorities? So what are some of the criteria that they use to prioritize? We always have to start with identifying your goals. Um, you have to know where you're trying to get to before you can get, before you can get started. Um, you know, so if your goal is to launch a new product, you got to figure out, okay, where, are the, where are the people that I'm trying to reach and what is the, you know, what's the best way for me to get in front of them? Maybe it's social media, but not, you know, social media is very broad. Um, just putting something out on Facebook doesn't mean that you're going to be in front of the right people. Um, you know, you may have LinkedIn, maybe the platform or, you know, YouTube, maybe the platform or, um, you know, Twitter may be the platform, but you got to look at 
where are the people going to be? Great. Basically, find a good marketing agency and ask them. <laughs> like, like either one of you guys. Oh, so, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, one question that I have for both of you is how do you make sure that the marketing efforts that you you know, are doing on behalf of clients actually translate into qualified opportunities and therefore into into a real bottom line impact? How do you how do you do that? Yeah, so everything comes down to analytics. And bef- you know, before we embark on a campaign, uh, obviously we're looking at the strategy, but then we're analyzing the client's KPIs and goals for the year and then tying it to their analytics tracking and making sure that they have the code in place to be able to track how many leads and new clients we're driving them. Um, so we won't, we won't get going on a campaign unless we can prove the success that we're having. Uh, so our team works very hard on the back end of websites to put code in and, and do phone call tracking, lead tracking, and conversion optimization, all of these things to make sure we actually are driving leads, not just a bunch of eyeballs Great. onto their site. What about you, Allison? Yeah, I mean, the, the only other thing I would add to that is you want to look at, okay, well, what, what is the cost to convert on the different, you know, different channels that you might approach? And then does that make sense? Um, you know, I had somebody that reached out to me the other day that wanted uh, to embark on a pay-per-click campaign. Um, but we figured out based on their available budget aside, um, basically the cost for what it would cost for them to convert a lead, they would never make a return on investment on that. Um, so that's kind of the other thing you, that you want to figure out is, okay, you know, if it's $100 to convert a lead and my profit margin is $50, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so you always want to keep that in mind. All right. So uh, in terms of the analytics, what are the key metrics that you think um, folks should be looking at and then can you give me a sense of what uh, some um, benchmarks might be for what those those should look like, maybe across different industries, because I know it probably differs by industry, but healthcare is your specialty, so talk yep. to me a little bit for about For healthcare, that. it's new appointments, okay. uh, and hopefully that client has already had analytics in place to where we can track what the baseline or the benchmark for new appointments they were getting the year before, and then we can say, okay, based on seasonality, we want to drive 10% more new appointments for these months or whatever it may be. So it's new appointments for healthcare typically. Um, in some larger healthcare networks, it's actually driving people to wellness campaigns. So having people come for the mammogram screenings is a big part of oncology uh, promotion. Uh, and then you have your you know, your typical local contractors and lawyers. It's new cases or new leads being driven. And and what are the benchmarks? They that's that's the lagging indicator. Almost. The, leading, the leading indicator you want to look at is quality traffic and bounce rate. And so if you're driving more traffic to your site, but your bounce rate's going up, more people are just leaving, that traffic you're driving is is worthless. And so re-examine where you're getting that traffic from and then reallocate your marketing budgets to something that works better. So traffic, uh, bounce rate, your user statistics like that really help, and then it all ends in new leads. Got it. What about you, Allison? Anything to add there? Um, yeah, I would say in addition to new leads, you want to look at how are you retaining the customers that you're bringing in. A lot of that obviously falls back on the customer, um, but we will work with them on reputation management as well and really seeing, okay, what are people saying about you and how can we respond to that? Um, my, my company focuses a lot on hospitality marketing as well, and that's a big thing. You know, first and foremost, you got to get people in the hotel, but then those people have to stick around. Um, and you don't want people that are in the searching process for the hotel 
well, um, you know, to, to not choose your property because of what they're reading about you. So you always have to be, you know, very aware of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex, you mentioned reviews at the, at the top of the show. So what are your, um, your, your recommendations for how, uh, folks can get the kinds of reviews that you think will help them um, build their reputation and, and get new, new, new opportunities. Yeah. So as soon as you're, you have a client interaction, the sale is made or you feel like that client's happy within the first, you know, 30 days, you want to get on a program and a habit of sending them content that asks them to go review your company somewhere and sending them the link and making it real easy. Now, in the context of that, email you're sending them or that phone call, you say, Hey, listen, if it wasn't great, if the service wasn't great, please let me know. Let's fix it. But if it was great, please go to Google and let everybody else know as well. Uh, be careful not to incentivize it. That's never a great way to go about getting reviews. And if Google finds out you're screwed, um, really? So those programs that say you get an extra $10 off, if you, if you review us, you, you discourage those, uh, for the client. Now for you, go take advantage and go get that coupon. But yeah, no, uh, for, for the business owner. No, yeah, don't go. I would try not to go about doing it that way. Um, most people are inclined to leave a good review of the service is great because they want their friends and everybody else to know how awesome this company is. We are naturally as human beings inclined to give referrals. You don't need to incentivize it. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts from you, Allison, about how to get those, the kinds of reviews that'll drive traffic other than making sure that you have a program in place? Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to make sure that you're, you're asking people, especially, I mean, when we're dealing with, if you're doing, you know, he mentioned emails, but, you know, think about it. If you're at a place where people are across the counter from you, you know, that you're saying to them, you know, if they're telling you on the way out that they had a great time, ask them in person. Um, you know, I, but I definitely recommend, you know, like he said, stay, stay away from incentivizing people. Um, we deal with stuff, especially when you're dealing with franchises and things like that. Not only could you get in trouble with Google, but you might get in trouble with your franchise. So, um, so you definitely want to make sure that you're being careful about that. Mm-hmm. Alex, you have been recently, um, you know, cited on the Atlanta Business Chronicles pace setter list as one of the fastest growing companies in the city of Atlanta. And um, there are lots and lots of digital marketing companies and lots of companies doing SEO and helping people with reviews and marketing. Blah, blah, blah. So tell us a little bit about what sets you apart and how you were able to achieve that kind of kind of growth in a very, very crowded market. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was just dedication and perseverance. You know, we had a small child. I was just born. I was 24. I was making $200 a week from unemployment checks. And it was just, you know, sheer need to, to make some money. And we just kept trying new things and pivoting, do this, do that. And so it's crazy. And that got us through the first year or so after that, the staff, I mean, we have the craziest, most aggressive group of marketers there are out there and they're all committed to this purpose that we have of becoming the best digital marketing agency in Atlanta. And so they just, they work their tails off. They're really smart and they all play really nicely together. So it makes working at Cardinal really enjoyable. And I feel myself as an employee and I get to, I'm invigorated when Monday comes around and I get to go in there and play with my friends. Um, so it's just a really cool place to be in. Um, just really hungry. I call them youngry, young and hungry. Mm. Um, so we have a great group. <laughs> awesome. And, and Allison, you've, you've seen Alex, through through the years, what what do you think has been the source of his his uh, his the fast growth that he's achieved at Cardinal? He has a great energy and he has a passion. He has a passion for business growth. 
um, and everybody around them, you know, clients and so forth. He wants them to succeed in that, you know, and that definitely shows. Um, it's somebody that that's not afraid to re, you know, kind of go back to, um, you know, re reevaluate things as it's as it needs to be. You know, sometimes he'll have, you know, ideas and if it doesn't work, he'll move on to something else. You know, he doesn't dwell and, um, you know, keep trying the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result. Mm. Yes. Yeah, definition of insanity. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. He told me that early on. <laughs> That's funny. So how did how did you guys uh, come to, to know each other and and work with each other in business? Yeah, so we actually knew each other from high school, and then we came out of college, and I started Cardinal right away, and she started ALR shortly thereafter, and uh, then there became a fit with a certain client that we brought on five years ago that's still a client now, and still leading, um, a hotel group, and uh, Allison has been managing that account, and we've worked pretty much hand-in-hand on all of Cardinal's own marketing and PR as well. So, And so what what's the differentiator between what you do, Allison, and what, what Alex does? Because one could think that you guys would end up competing with each other, but obviously, uh, you know, you, you work very well together. Yeah, we work well together. I mean, we're definitely, we're in a partnership. Um, you know, and I think that goes hand in hand. Everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, I do focus a little bit more on the digital PR side, which goes hand in hand with uh, digital marketing very well. In addition to search engine optimization, which was kind of what they originally, um, that was their original main service. Um, so that really tied in very well. Um, but especially when you're a young company and you're starting out, uh, you got to have people that you can rely on. You know, you can't do everything by yourself. Um, so finding those partnerships that really work and people that you trust, um, you know, that was that was definitely, uh, you know, a major uh, changer for me. Yeah. And so a lot, obviously, a lot has changed in your lives since high school. How have you guys stayed friends? You know, you hear most people don't want to work with their friends in business. Um, and you guys have stayed friends through high school, college, and now um, running two successful businesses. So how do you stay friends, you know, working together in business? Separate offices. <laughs> no. uh, fine. Uh, yeah, good um, Good fences make good neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, have you guys ever had a time when there was tension in the relationship or where things didn't necessarily go the way that you planned and you had to work through it? I started the company with one of my best friends. And so we got really good at separating the two out. And so when you're out at a restaurant or a bar, you're having fun. That's what you're doing. You're not talking about what's what happened in the nine to five. I'm, I'm a big proponent of the balance between work and, and coming home with the family. And um, they need to be separate. And with Allison and, and my former business partner, it was always kept very separate. And so if there were any grievances, it was just like, whatever, you know, that's the nine to five. It's not the end of the world. If the business goes to crap, it, it, we'll move on. Yeah. Awesome. And it's kind of like, I mean, I'd say almost like a little bit of a brother sister relationship where sometimes you just you may bicker and you just kind of get over it. You got to move on. Right. That's. That's actually, you know, pretty uh, sage advice. Not everybody tends to take it, though. Uh, and so you guys both work with with the young staff. And I'm sure you have heard a lot about the, you know, millennials and working with millennials and how, um, you know, they're a different generation and their working styles. In fact, you know, you guys are millennia- <laughs> millennials. So talk to talk to our listeners a little bit about a little bit about that and, you know, share maybe some of your wisdom and war stories about um, 
you know, working with millennials. Yeah. Um, you Cause know, I will tell you, most CEOs are not smiling and laughing the way Alex is. About yeah, it. Because, <laughs> because they just don't know how to handle, uh, working with millennials. And they think it's just this foreign group of species that they, they, uh, they just don't know how to interact with it. And, you know, grow, working with millennials is quite simple. They're young and they want to be part of everything. It's a different generation. They don't want to be told what to do and then work through their tenure at a place climbing the ladder. They want to be a part from day one of what the company's strategy is and vision and, and including them in all of the major decisions and helping them grow and giving them training. That's what they're all about. You do those things and everything else falls in line. Now, I think some of the CEOs you, you've spoken to, really feel like there might be entitlement and everybody wants 50 grand in the door. Yes. You know, that's part of it. But I actually think that's just, I think that's just, a, uh, you'll, you'd find the same proportion in any generation of people that would, would think that way right out of college. Right. And so we, we deal with that as well, but the really savvy millennials understand that it takes time to grow into a position and you need experience. And as long as you give them that voice and how the company is run, Everything goes really smoothly. Mm-hmm. And so, how does your how does your hiring process work? How have you been able to um, reliably hire staff that perform so wonderfully? Yeah, so we get it wrong every now and then, for sure. You know, we don't have any foolproof plan to hiring, but if you put enough safety measures in place and enough steps in the hiring process, we find that people will tend to weed them out over the course of meeting with several people and answering and going through assessments and stuff like that. But then the key is training and millennials are all about training. Training, You have to provide them enough on the job training and outside training and conferences and mentorship and all of those things. And, and so if you come in with the right attitude, I can teach you how to do the job. Attitude really is what we're looking for in the beginning. Are you hungry? Do you really want to be in marketing? Okay, we can teach you everything else. I can't fix a bad attitude. And sometimes those skate through our hiring process. And, and those are the ones that, you know, you try to tweak the hiring process to, to filter out. But more often than not, you bring in someone that's really aggressive and um, really kind hearted. And then you can teach them the job. It's that's the easy part. Right. What about you, Allison? I would say in addition to that, um, cross training's big. Um, you know, we let and and kind of letting them figure out when you're hiring somebody young, you know, straight out of college or you know they've been out of college a year or two, they may think in their mind going into it, this is what I want to do. But in reality, that may not really be the best fit for them. So some of it is you may have, if you find a great person, see if you can find a fit for them. Maybe it's not what you initially hired them for. Um, and we've definitely had that happen some. Um, but, you know, it's okay to, to, you know, to move people around and kind of hear the voice of what do they want. Um, you know, not to say that you're always going to give them exactly what they want, but there may be, you know, you want them to be happy as well. Um, you know, so you got to kind of figure out, okay, are you in a role that works for you? Is there a better role for you? Um, if the one that you were hired into doesn't work for you, sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Mm -hmm. And as you look forward to the, you know, the growth of your, your companies, right? Um, we're in what's expected to be a pretty good run for the next few years. What are you thinking about in terms of your own business and your own business plan? Um, well, for first and foremost, uh, AOR just moved into a new office space, so we're very excited about that. Um, we're definitely in a period of expansion. Um, you know, we focus a lot on um, business to consumer marketing, and uh, that's an area that we, um, you know, hope to expand in. 
Um, and then a couple other new things that we've done. We've just launched uh, kind of the ALR concierge service service, which is where we're taking clients, uh, existing clients, um, or clients that are coming in that are, um, you know, agency client, I would say, and then basically letting the client customize their needs. Um, you know, it's not a, a one, you know, there's not just, you know, one solution that works and we don't go off of a spreadsheet and say, okay, well, this will work for you and this will work for you. Um, kind of what Alex was saying earlier, where you look at the strategic approach to things um, and we're really customizing our solutions to clients based on that. And what about you, Alex? Yeah. Um, big growth plans for the coming years. Um, We've always grown quickly, and we did it through a recession. So now that the pockets will be loosened, gosh, man, I hope it even it gets even better. You know, we we learned to eat McDonald's uh, from 2009 up till now. I'm really looking forward to going to Chops more often. Um, so with the economy improving, you're seeing that the budgets are loosening up, and people are throwing more money at potentially more risky marketing endeavors. Um, people usually played it safe and they would stay on Google and do SEO and paid search. And now they're saying, well, let's run a campaign that may not work or let's try something to get ahead of the competition. And that's cool. We're getting to do new creative stuff. And so then the agencies like us are tasked with finding the creatives that can handle these budgets and ideas and goals that the clients are going to be throwing at them. And so a big recruiting effort now is underway of finding more creatives and getting our staff to think more creatively and not just pull as many levers back at the office. Mm-hmm. And I think you said earlier in the interview that that content that you don't necessarily worry as much about um, the the content creation, but yet it's so and so important. You said that that having great content is the mm. absolute key to getting people to adopt. So, what are your thoughts on on how folks can reliably uh, put out great content because it is very difficult. Yeah, it is. And so you have two approaches you can take. One is in-house. The other is freelancer outsourced writing. Okay. And so the in-house is preferable, but costly. You have to bring in a full-time writer and then you have to train them on your business and you're going to pay that writer's salary. Um, and it's less efficient because you're not paying a per piece rate, right? You're going to pay the salary and hopefully they can, they're pretty efficient. The other way to go is to outsource the writing to a writing service. And there's many online that you can pick from and some are very good. And, and, and then you can find an industry specific writer and then train them on the specifics of your business. They already know your industry. They now need to understand your process and strategy and then they can write to it. It takes time. It really takes time to train them up either way. I found takes time and it's so much of an art. Um, and your leadership team really needs to be on board with training up these people that are going to be speaking about you and making sure everybody, including your marketing manager, understands the strategy that you're trying to go after and who you're trying to speak to and how to position your company. And so it's a lot of training either way you go. Yeah. But how do you make sure that it's good when it comes out? Um, I guess you'll find out on the amount of traffic and, and leads and interest that you get from it, right? Um, if nobody's picking up on it, and you're not driving any traffic whatsoever, it probably wasn't that good and it's time to switch gears. You can also run it by other influencers in your industry. Um, and that's what I'll do from time to time is run it by other marketers and say, hey, is this really innovative or have plenty of people already spoken about this kind of thing? And, and so run it by peers and mentors and, that are in your industry. Great. What about you, Allison? Your thoughts on creating content that people really resonate with? 
Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of look at it too. When first and foremost, when you're developing content, the content is the voice of the company. So you want to make sure that all your content channels are cohesive. And then when you're looking at, is it good or not? Um, you know, the only other thing I would add is you may write phenomenal content, but are you getting it in the right places and are the right people seeing it? Um, so that's kind of, um, you know, you look at what are the channels to put it out on. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, Alex was saying, okay, you can check with other people. You can check with Google. If you Google the topic and it's all over the place, then you're not being innovative because um, it's already out there. Um, so if you're trying to really come up with stuff that nobody's done, um, start with Google and figure out, are people already writing about this? Great, 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 great. Well, um, Allison, you mentioned your concierge service, but Alex, is there anything else that's new and exciting that's happening at um, Cardinal that you think would be interesting to listeners? Yeah, it's the focus on strategy. You know, too many agencies are focused on just driving marketing tactics and they'll come in and say, yeah, we got a great campaign we can run for you. They don't spend months understanding the company's strategy that they're that 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 client's going to be going after for the next few years. And so, whoever you're speaking with, if you're a business owner looking to hire an agency, make sure they first understand your business and they have a process in place for understanding your strategy. Everything else will fall into play if they really get it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's really our focus, and then the promotion of all things marketing, um, not just the creation, is is what we're targeted for. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for a great show. If folks want to get in touch with you to find out a little bit more about what you've spoken on today, how can they do that? Alex? Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn uh, as well as Twitter. The best way to find us is through cardinalwebsolutions.com. Cardinalwebsolutions.com, 404-585-2096. Um, Allison can be found at ALR Marketing Solutions. Do you have any other input there? Um, yeah, I'm also on, uh, we're on Twitter at, uh, hash, or at sign, uh, AOR marketing. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Great. Pound well, sign, thank you very much for having yeah, us on here. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, awesome. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.